You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. My Mac Podcast 437. How's it going, Paul? You're listening to the G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. everyone and welcome to podcast 437 that's a my mac podcast 437 yes 37 episodes ahead of some other show but i'm not going to mention that we'll, talk. we'll <laughs> yeah, talk about right. that later we'll talk yeah, about that later. that would be uh shallison shallison um, uh go on, go on. Uh, yeah. eridan yeah that'll do yeah <laughs> or, or fod pete yeah yeah, yeah of fod- the cosilla nast yeah uh, cod past Cod past. Cod (laughs) Now, uh, we actually have a guest, or at least we're supposed to have a guest, and hopefully we will have a guest, and we'll we'll see how that works out. But before we get to that, we've got so much other stuff to take care of here. There is a lot of stuff here. Oh, my, my, my. Uh, how, how has your week been, uh, Gaz? Any, uh, any weird tech stuff going on? No, not really. Uh, we've been, we were preparing for a, a joint uh, birthday party that uh, uh, Mrs. G and, my, and myself had last night, and which went absolutely superb. So we were organizing, making sure the DJs and the food and the band, because we had a band called Scartoons. Oh, nice. And it was with a great night, absolutely superb uh, night last night. Um, but prior to that, I've been using AirPlay a lot over the weekend. Really? On, what have you been uh, using yeah, it? Uh, or Apple I TV. Say, how have you been using it? Well, just basically from my iPhone, just pushing it out to uh, to the Apple TV, video and and audio. But the girls said, "Oh, Dad, you're so last year. We've been using that for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks." And, <laughs> Okay, okay, I said, okay. And also, we've, I think we've decided that Sarah's going to take my old first-gen iPod with her to Fiji, uh, 32 gigabytes. So, oh, so you're not going to just, you're not going to get like a, a new one for her or anything like that? No, 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 no. She's going to take the old one. She's got 32 gigabytes on there, and it should be good enough. So she's quite happy with that. So. Yeah, when is she supposed to be leaving on that trip? Uh, a, week, a week tomorrow. Wow. And you know what's weird? A week from today, this is, uh, what, Sunday, January 6th, uh, my my older son guy goes back to college. Mm. Ah, that, that, that's, that's not that's not a oh, kind of sigh. That's a <laughs> ah, peace and quiet. Well, sort so, of. We still so I see. One, one I, I, I see here that um, it looks like you're going to be uh, a one of a, a, an elite few, <laughs> a, one of one amongst a, another elite. Explain yeah. to the listeners. Um, well, now, you know, the Macworld Expo is coming up. We're going to be talking to Paul Ken about that in a little while. Uh, as, but, you know, over the years, and you know, I, I'm probably going to get in trouble for this, but, but most of the, the MyMac crew that has gone to these things, it's been almost exclusively male. I mean, it's been like a, a real sausage fest, as they say. And, but this year, uh, Tim isn't going because, you know, he's got so much stuff he's got to do. And uh, a lot of the other guys, my brother Larry isn't going to be there because he went out to Colorado to visit my sister over the Christmas holidays. So uh, officially, it's it's me from as far as the the male contingent from my Mac is just going to be me. However, we do have um, we have Vicky Stokes. It's Vicky Stokes. 
Miss Stokes to Guy and Gas. And we also have... You say Pacelli and I say Pacelli. And I, I don't have a, a pre-recorded thing for her, but we're also having Julie Cool. Or Cool. Cooley, no. Cooley, Jewel. Oh, right. Right, right. But I, I prefer to call her Cooley. Oh, yeah, yeah. That would be it, wouldn't it? <laughs> Cooley Jewel. Yeah, Julie Cool, um, because for whatever reason, I can't say her last name without screwing it up. So I'll just call her Julie Cool. And it's going to, so it's going to be two of the three geeky ladies and Julie Cool and myself. And actually, I got some email from uh, Owen Rubin, and he hasn't, you know, guaranteed or said exactly what days he's going to be there, but he's saying he may be there as well to, um, to, to kind of help us all out. Excellent. I, I assume you're not staying in the same room. <laughs> what myself and and uh, all the girls? <laughs> yeah, no, no. As a matter of fact, I think uh, well, they're staying in a different hotel. And as I I'm recall, not surprised. Yeah, neither am I. It's on the other side of San Francisco. Yeah. You know, they, they're going to make sure that there's like some distance between <laughs> myself and and them. Okay. Uh, actually, now- no, no, no. We're all going to be staying. It, it's relatively close. You know, we're, we'll be relatively close by. It's all in the. Um, uh, what do they call that? Uh, Union Square area. Yes. Yeah. 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 Even I know about Union Square. <laughs> yeah. Well, I couldn't even say it there for a second. <laughs> uh, as far as tech stuff goes, uh, I actually opened my my Mac Pro earlier today. I had a uh, a USB card with f- with actually five outputs, but one's internal, so I'm not counting that. Uh, four external outputs because I was I was really really jammed. As far as USB ports go, I, I've had like two hubs going, and it was like, oh, this is this is just not acceptable. So I, I got a USB uh, PCIe card, put that in, and plugged everything in. Everything seems to be working okay. However, when we when we first started getting together, um, Audio Hijack Pro was like, eh, no, I'm I'm not seeing a microphone here. I you don't have a microphone. It's like, yes, I do. I know I do. So. <laughs> We had to screw around a bit to get that going. And one other – now, we'll we'll talk more about uh, what's going to be going on with Macworld and, you know, the, the various things I'm going to be taking. Um, because I do everything exclusively through iOS, I try not to put, like, a lot of, like, movies and TV shows and stuff on my iOS devices because I, I need that room to edit audio and edit video and all that. And I was – as I was doing all this stuff with the Mac Pro – Lo and behold, under a sheet of paper, I found my old 120 gig uh, iPod Classic, and nice. it was like, I was like, oh man, I don't have to like, put. It was like finding a lost child, wasn't it? Oh yeah, I, I'm stroking it right now. Hello, hello, iPod Classic. Oh, oh, it's barking at me. Um, yeah, I, but so I, I don't have to put a, I don't have to, yeah, I don't have to put a lot of video on my iPhone or my iPad. I can put most of it on the iPod, and then. Yeah. Uh, when I'm at the hotel room, I've got this cable that I plug in a 30 the 30 pin connector on the bottom of the iPod, and then it's got a uh, uh, what is that called? It's red, yellow, and white cables out. Uh, composite is it? No, no, component, component output. So I'll just plug that into the TV set in the hotel room, and and you know watch whatever it is I want to watch, and not Excellent. have to worry about uh, what the hotel might give me. Excellent. That's good stuff. Yep. Right, let's get on to these articles because yeah. we got we got quite a lot in this first section. So let's, let's crack on with the, okay. uh, the MyMac.com articles. You you go for the first one because I think you know the person. Uh, well, actually, he's got two of them in here. But uh, the first one is the <laughs> HP BusinessJet 6700 Premium 
E all in one. That's a review by Grary Linnell. Hewlett Packard is the granddaddy of the consumer inkjet printer business, manufacturing the first desk jets in the mid-1980s. Larry's first decent printer was an HP desk writer, specifically configured for Macintosh, trademark, computers, which he bought in the (laughs) late 1980s, around the time HP did their first big price reduction for the desk writer from around $1,200 down to $800, which is funny considering that they, they... sell them for a song these days. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he, but he, he seemed to like it, and he gave it a MyMac uh, review rating of 8 out of 10. And, and knowing Larry, he's got quite a bit to say about it. Go on over to the website and take a look. Next on the website is another one from Gary Linnell. Um, or li- <laughs> gl- uh, Larry, now Gary Ligunell. Ligunell. Uh, It's Larry Larry Grinnell. Um, It's Jackster Deluxe. A few months ago, Larry was assigned to review some new utilities from a company he'd not heard of before, Jackster. At the time, they offered three separate media grab and convert utilities for the Mac, which were, well, he's got down here Jackster and also Jackster Video Converter for Mac and Jackster Music Converter for the Mac. Um, in the ensuing months, they've added a fourth program, Jackster Mu- Music Minor, an audio capture utility sold separately for $19.95 um, to that mix of three that they had previously. Uh, they bundled them all together for a single price of uh, $69.95 with a substantial discount for purchasing uh, additional bundles. Um, in the review, Larry gets to, to the products that he had a chance to work with, which was those first three. And they get a MyMac.com rating of 8 out of 10. Yeah, they're actually going to release one other product, and that's Jaxta Music Major. And that'll go along with Jaxta Music, music minor. minor. Very good. Ah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Jaxta Music Next Digger. Music. <laughs> Jaxta Music Saxophone. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> next up is Picket 24. It's a review by uh, Julie Cool. If you're feeling overwhelmed with social media and especially photo sharing, Picket 24 has an idea for you. What if you could only share the best photo and thought of the day? What if your friend's followers were limited to the same? Only one photo. Only one quote. Once a day. Picket 24 is a response to the tidal wave of incoming information that many of us <sighs> suffer from. She gives it a MyMac review rating of 7 out of 10. Next on the website is Take Control of Networking and Security in iOS 6. This is a book review for, by Elisa. You say Pass. Pacelli and I say Pacelli. I was oh, waiting. I was ready. <laughs> you were ready and I wasn't. you got to say the first thing. The funny thing is you was ready and I wasn't and I'm reading it. Okay. Did you ever wonder <laughs> how to set up a mobile, mobile hotspot? Maybe you don't understand the difference between WPA2 and WEP. That's WEP security. What's the big deal about having a secure password for home Wi-Fi network? There's a question mark after that. If you've ever had any of these questions, Glenn Fleischman answers all of these and more in his latest book, Take Control of Networking and Security in iOS 6. And Lisa gives it a MIMAT rating of 9 out of 10, quite high. Yeah. 
next up is a review by Julie Cool of audiobooks.com. Uh, audiobooks.com offers a quick and simple app to listen to books from your iOS device. It syncs with its website to offer an alternative way to keep up with your reading list. The audiobook app is simple enough to understand. The features books page gives some suggestions and a place to begin browsing. It also has a place to log into your account, which can be set up on your device or on their website if you prefer to do it that way. Uh, she gives it a review of 7 out of 10. Next on the website, Adobe Photoshop and Adobe Photoshop Lightroom Books. Uh, this is from Steve Hammond. In 2012, Adobe released Adobe Photoshop Lightroom 4 and a new version of its Creative Suite 6 that included the new Adobe Photoshop CS6. If you bought either of these software packages, you may need some literature to learn or improve your skills. Steve reviews a list of books that may be useful. Uh, he keeps his favorite book uh, for the end of the review. There's a baker's dozen of reviews here, so go take a read and find out which one, which one might be useful for you and also to see which is Steve's favorite. And he basically, I've got here a MyMac rating of 10 out of 10, which is not quite true because there's about, well, as I said, there's a baker's dozen books all with various different reviews. So um, I'm not going to say 10 out of 10 because that's a fib. Well, you said 10 out of 10, so that's still just a good one. <laughs> a 10 out of 10 for all the books that Steve's reviewed. There you go. That's the MyMap rating for all the work he put in. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the review got a 10 out of 10. The books, yeah, eh, not so much. Uh, next, actually, you'll have to do this next one. No, 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 you do. Well, okay, okay, all right then. Um, you, you know, time you know time, why. Time Warp Camera. It's an iOS app review by Peter Bird or Beta Bird. Got to say that carefully, haven't you? <laughs> One of the most common things that we all do with our iPhones in today's world is take pictures. There are plenty of photo apps in the iOS store, so the trick becomes how to make your photo application stand out from the others. Keepsy certainly has with the Time Warp camera application. Read more to find out why. He gives it a MyMac rating of 7 out of 10. Uh-oh. And uh, the the last one, I think, is some some new writer. I'm, I've never heard of this guy before. Uh, it's Teach Yourself Visually Mac Mini. It's a book review by uh, Maz Gaz. It's uh, M A Z G A Z. Z Z. He looked <laughs> Z Z. He eagerly looked forward to reviewing Teach Yourself Visually Mac Mini. One reason for this was my or his skewed expectation. Then would focus on Mac Mini hardware. Although the book covers what to consider when choosing a Mac Mini, the content is really about how to use the machine and the operating system that it comes with, Mac OS X. And uh, Mazgaz gives that a My Mac review rating a solid 8 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> now yeah, we got to keep moving. Um, yeah, yeah, we have. We have. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, we, so, have, we have some stuff from... From the Google Plus community. Uh, question here. I love this first question. This is from Eric Diaz. He has two questions, one for each of us. Uh, what on earth does Guy say during the Gaz's tip song? And Gaz, why do Brits mention Apple and other corporations in plural? I.e. Apple have done, etc. Now, as far as what I say during Gaz's tips, it's basically whatever craziness pops into my head 
while that catchy little jingle is playing. And you have to listen really, really close to catch it because God only knows what I'm going to say. Actually, I don't think even he knows. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you say. I, I, I never understand you. As to as to the second bit, I'd have to listen to myself saying that in context. And a corporation isn't just one item, is it? It's lots of people. So it, you, you sure. always get lots of engineers. So it could come from that. But I, I don't know the reason, but I'd have to listen uh, to a comment, you know, Apple have done, etc. Well, they have done lots of things. So you'd say have, of course. Um, I right. don't know. I don't know. I can't answer. I'd have to listen. I'd have to listen to myself saying it in, in context to find out, you know. Uh, but really, <laughs> to me, a company is not an individual. It's not a single. It's a, a singular thing. It's, uh, it's always lots of people, lots of production. You know, companies are more than just one. So that's, that's where right. I think that comes from. But anyway, I don't know if that's a good enough answer. It's probably, I'm probably going to get lots of hate mail now about my dreadful English. <laughs> that's it. You're off the show. <laughs> Uh, why don't you take the next one? Um, now, now, I'm never sure about this. We've got Fitz John Baptiste, but I'm not sure whether that's John Baptiste Fitz. Anyway, hey, guys, what's your thoughts on Apple not yeah. allowing the iPhone 4 to have voice navigation when clearly it's capable? I've just downloaded the Google Maps app, which has voice guidance, so the iPhone is capable. Why do they hold back on key features? I love Apple, but it seems sometimes they get too greedy. Your thoughts, please. Keep up the good work on the podcast. Well, thank you very much. We will try to keep up the podcast. I'm not sure whether it's good work. There you go. Yeah, the, the good work is questionable. Well, what's your thoughts uh, on that, Gas? Well, uh, I just wonder whether they deem that it's not, it might be capable, but it's not the perfect uh, experience that that they would want you to have that might be their um, that might be their reason uh, on the front end to keep the fact that possibly yes they might just be a little bit too greedy and they want you to upgrade. Um, I think, in, in my opinion, it's you know they had a hard enough time getting the Maps app out at all for iOS six, and and it's it certainly wasn't you know as you know the press would love to tell us 14 times a day it wasn't an optimal or opt op, yeah no that was right optimal experience uh as compared to other uh mapping applications in iOS and and other mobile platforms it, it you know it, it, you have to kind of look at it like this apple especially if they're going to roll out something new they're not going to put everything in it because they're number one, they're not sure how the the overall community is is going to either use it or accept it, and also they typically try to focus on the core features of an application or a service before they start rolling out the the nice to haves. And obviously, you know, voice navigation, being able to say, okay, you know, I want you to. Uh, guide me to my house or the the nearest McDonald's or you know whatever it is wherever it is you want to go. That's something that can come in a later feature. You know, get the the, the core of it out and then worry about the rest of it. And you know, uh, it's if you know, and the whole the whole thing is you know if Google Maps had which has this feature, if they had completely blown it and it didn't work really really well, hardly anybody would say anything. They, you know, they would still just be so enamored with the fact that Google Maps is back on the iPhone. That uh, they just go, oh well, they'll fix it next time around. Okay, well, you know, why not give give Apple the same, you know, the same break? 
Yeah, I'm not quite sure that answers the question about the fact that it's been disabled on, on the iPhone 4 rather than the iPhone Well, 4S. I don't know if it's disabled, but it, it's just not there. Uh, yeah, well, but, that's the, you know, uh, well, I think it was previously, though, wasn't it? So, uh, I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. Which, on the Google which, Maps app? Or on other GPS? Oh, I'm sorry, I was thinking about the, uh, the Apple Maps app. Um, Oh, I, 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 I'm, my mind was wandering elsewhere on that one, so you probably <laughs> answered that correctly. Um, because I'm probably far too tired, I probably answered that completely incorrectly, <laughs> in what I was thinking. So yeah. I agree with you now, yeah. Guy. <laughs> oh, great. Woo! <laughs> uh, next up, uh, this is from JT Ray. Uh, this is the type of thing I'm coming to dislike about Apple uh, really, it will fix itself on the 7th. Now, what he's talking about here is that there's an iOS 6 do not disturb bug in which the service itself doesn't work really well that won't go away until January 7th. And and this was, you know, he put a link in here to a story from the Mac Observer. And somebody had done some research with this, and what they discovered was that if left alone, this bug will come every single year and then disappear after the first Sunday of the year, which is so weird. So, there's lots of complaints about this, isn't there? Lots of complaints. I don't see that happening. If this happens again next year, then they are going to take so much ribbing for yeah, that. I think, that they'll, they, I think, I think Scott Forrestal will get fired if this happens again. Next I year. think he might. Yeah. <laughs> Crikey. I mean, he won't, you know, if, if this happens again, he won't be there. In June 2014, I'll tell you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, Guy, on a serious note. Yeah. And uh, looking back okay. at that question, I think I might have actually answered it correctly because uh, it's not all about the Google Maps uh, voice. Um, he said it was clearly capable. So uh, I think I'm, I'm quite happy with my answer to that first question that we had. So uh, um, there you and, go. And what was that just, answer again? I can't remember. Um <laughs> Uh, I got an email. I don't think you got this email, but I oh, got an cool. email. Okay, so serious face right. now. For Guy and Gaz, all right. frankly, I'm tired of all the mucking about you two regularly seem to do when talking about listener, listener questions on your podcast. So as you both said, we can ask any question. I thought it was about time you got back on topic and therefore I enclose a very important question and I would like you both to give me your expert advice. First, some background. I'm ready. He has, um, and I'll tell you who it is at the end, he has a 20-inch 2.4 gigahertz Intel Core 2 Duo iMac with 4 gigabytes of 667 uh, MHz DDR2 SD RAM on which he's running OS 10.8.2 Mountain Lion. I wish to move a large collection of pictures and movies onto an external 3 terabyte USB hard drive. It will amount to about 2 terabytes. Given that USB 2 wow. has a th- has a theoretical transfer rate of 35 megabits per second or 200 meg- 280 megabits, um, but considering that I regularly only get an average of 19 megabits as monitored using iStat menus, a very good program by the way, now at version 4.0.3, and something I would give an 8.75 out of 10 review for. I need some help, <laughs> as it's obvious, as you can see, that I have a dilemma. So, with all that information in mind... Yeah, it doesn't his, involve math. His question is, what colour yeah. external drive should he get? Silver, black, red, or white? 
<laughs> He's even seen a rather dappy mm. pink one, or pale blue maybe. For once, I hope you both get your act together and give this question the seriousness it obviously deserves. <laughs> Thank you in anticipation. Okay. okay. Um, <laughs> I have found, because I, I, I have a lot of external drives, and I've purchased a lot of external drives since I first started using computers back in 1987. And I have found that you get the absolute best transfer rate when you have one that is powder blue. Powder blue. That's my <laughs> That wasn't an option. Oh, no, it says pale blue. Saw one that oh, was, that was, oh, oh, it was so pale blue, So, and you think powder blue, so I think it's the blue one that he's got to go for. Though. Well, yeah, yeah. I think I think that that blue is going to give him the best bang for the buck. Okay. And, you know, I mean, who cares if it's USB 2 or USB 3 or Firewire or Thunderbolt? It could be a PS2 connection. It'll still be better. Blue. Go with blue. And there's your answer. And that question, that very serious question, remember, listeners, if you've got a serious question you want to ask us, it, this is the place. Email, Google, wherever. Just make sure you know. Uh, you answered that actually brilliantly, with that, considering you didn't know that question was coming. Uh, that's from Digital Horse, in brackets. He goes on to say, <laughs> he, he goes on to say, you know, blah, 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 about the uh, the podcast, how good we are. You know. Okay, I'll read it, because we're... We, 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 you know, it's the only kudos we get. Without doubt, the best podcast I listen to, I laugh so much listening to you. Laughing so much it hurts. Don't change a thing. Keep up the good work. Well, thank you very much. That was a, I tell you what, that question had me rolling around the floor when I read it. So fantastic. Thank you very much, Mr. That, that Horse. Is great, great question. Uh, and the, the effort Horse, put into a, um, you know, doing all those speeds and theoretical speeds and then coming up with, you know, such a serious question on the top of that. Brilliant. Anyway, you've, yeah, got some, yeah, well, you've got something from Mike Those McPeak. are the kinds of questions we're best at. Yeah, Yeah, Mike absolutely. McPeak sent us a tech news of the, of the weird, uh, <laughs> and this is weird. This is from ReadWrite, uh, ReadWrite.com, Extraterrestrial Technologies Veterinarian Tricorder, the weirdest product of CES 2013. Now, what this, what this basically is, is... I'm not even quite sure how to describe it. It's it's what they call a um, a portal access key or PAK that facilitates the transaction. And the transaction is essentially a dose of a downloadable drug. So uh, <laughs> the extraterrestrial tricorder would download the information required for to cure whatever it is that you have a problem with right into your brain, curing all sorts of diseases. Uh, the site mentions that there's about 170 different possible cures in all, including the common cold, uh, quantum weight management control, because that's something we all have a problem with, and as well as an unfortunately named Heaven's Gate aphrodisiac. Um, now they they kind of market it apparently at first for your pet, so uh, it, it's the prices seem very reasonable. You know, thirty dollars for six packs of the portal access key. Uh, I think six pack is also a poorly chosen <laughs> name, 
Uh, and there are step-by-step and oh, you, you, I, I love this step-by-step instructions. Open a portal with the purchase of one or more Quantum Vet portal access keys via your cell phone, PC, laptop, or tablet from the company's website. Data then transports from a remote quantum computer to your pet's brain, also a quantum computer. Quantum Vet then accesses your pet's neural network, sounds like data, to run a diagnose, diagnostic of what's causing your pet's symptoms. Quantum Vet, Vet then accesses the necessary master programs to restore your pet's health, and Quantum Vet will repeatedly upload these master programs to your pet over a five-day period. And the best part? You can't overdose, meaning that you can buy as many packs as you want and just keep <laughs> just keep booming them right over to your vet, right I over to this. your pet. It also says cats require 12 doses every 30 days of treatment. <laughs> every five days, dogs require 18 doses. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to order some. Yeah. Right. I, I, <laughs> I wonder if, if they'll send us if they'll send us a um, like a review pack. Now that would be good. Because I've got this condition that I'd really, really like them to try to to take care of. It's for it's for pets. It's for oh, pets. it's not. It's not. Okay. Not. Ah, damn. All right. Um. Well, I'm getting <laughs> I'm getting messages from Paul that he's on Skype and he's ready to go. So, uh, we're gonna cut this short. And when we come back, we'll have Paul Kent from IDG to talk MacWorld Expo. So everyone, please. Stand by to stand by, and we'll be right back. We will. We will. I'm Elisa Pisali. I'm Suze Gilbert. I'm Vicki Stokes. And we're the Three Geeky Ladies. You could be watching Hoarders. Or you could be reading Fifty Shades of Grey. You could be ghost hunting. Or you could be listening to the Three Geeky Ladies. So put down that book, shut off the TV, and turn on your iPod. And listen to the Three Geeky Ladies. Find us on iTunes under the Stoplight Network. Like a well-tuned sports car without any wheels. It's the G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the uh, second section of the MyMac podcast with, well, actually with an extra person. Guys on the other end of the line, I think, still. Obviously, yep, yep. I'm here because I'm talking. Still. That's pretty normal. And I think that, yeah, we have... <laughs> I think we have a Mr... Paul Kent. Uh, hopefully, if he's still there. I'm here, guys. Excellent. Hey, hey, Paul. How you doing? Um, hopefully, because I... Great guy. Good to talk to you again. I'm so, so hoping that Skype is going to behave itself while we, <laughs> while we do this. But we're, we're kind of at the mercy because gas is over in the UK. I'm here in, uh, on the east coast of the US. And, Paul, you're all the way out there in uh, California land, right? That's right. Okay, yeah, we, we do have a little bit of delay, but I'll take care of that in post, okay? Okay. Good so, stuff. Um, good, it's, thank you. It's all just great stuff. So, Paul, uh, now I have been going 
to this is going to be my seventh in a row Macworld Expo going all the way back to 2007. And, you know, every single year it seems like, you know, that you and IDG bring something different to the show. What, what is it that's different this year about the Macworld Expo? Well, the show continues to evolve. So, I mean, I think the things that people will enjoy are, are going to be there all the time. We have great content for people to take classes with us. We have a very interesting expo hall um, where there's um, lots of apps to try out, lots of accessories and utilities to try out. And then we're expanding on this new feature. The main thing that's new this year that we're expanding on is this live zone, this second floor kind of social area where um, the Macworld editors are going to have a stage where there's free education and lots of interesting things going on. Um, we've got a music studio. Uh, we've got photo galleries. We've got art galleries. So we've kind of taken this concept of Macworld and we've, we've expanded it to be exhibits and learning about new products training, taking classes about how to use your stuff better, but also we're really trying to facilitate and foster this kind of social networking aspect. And that's what happens in the live zone. Okay. So you've got, you've got this area that people can go and they can see what other people are doing, not only with their Macs, but with their iPhones, their iPads, you know, various iOS devices. And you're, you're kind of taking the output from people that that are kind of experts in, in their various fields and showing it to people. So kind of giving them a, Hey, you know, look what you can do with just the basics and, and, you know, giving them a clue on as far as uh, apps and procedures and things along those lines. Well, let me expand on that. So the concept is, is, you know, Macworld has always been a place where people come to show the state of the art and people come to see the state of the art. So we've got, you know, videographers who are producing feature length films with their iPads and their iPhones. We have, in fact, one of the major themes of this show will certainly be a focus on iPhone photography. The field is exploding, and not just with the number of apps. I mean, everybody knows about Instagram and you know apps like that. But and there are tons and tons of apps that are coming out that help people, you know, really express themselves using digital photography. But there's like lenses for your your mobile devices. There's interesting lighting opportunities. Um, there's a lot of things that are going on that make this field, you know, output options, um, ways to share your your uh, your photos. So iPhone photography is certainly one of the main themes of this year's show. We've got a full day event on the Wednesday that is a, an iPhone photography event. We've got several breakout classes, um, and we've got a main stage session. We've got an iPhone photography gallery where you can meet a lot of the artists who are going to be teaching in the, in the various sessions. So yeah, this concept that the state of the art is shown to you and then the tools that are used to create the state of the art are kind of dissected and explained has always been a really interesting part of Macworld. This year, music, photography, and film are the three areas of getting a lot of attention with the how-tos. Okay, so that's all going to be up on the second floor of Moscone West. Well, I, what I'm really describing is kind of a combination of things. There's apps and tools in the expo floor. On the second floor, there's oh, art right, galleries right. and a music studio and stuff like that. And that's also where the classes happen on the second floor. So, yeah, it's kind of the whole experience will, it kind of evolves this year. So, basically, everywhere you go, there'll be something really, really cool going on. <laughs> we like to think so, yes. Paul, you, <laughs> I, I think you were trying a, a, a few more um, of the uh, community-type events last year. You were trying to get people more involved that were coming to the show. 
uh, and get them to be, uh, you know, make the show about not just about obviously the Mac and the iPhone and iOS devices um, and the iOS um, um, operating system, but you were trying to get the people, you know, to come in and, and join in and, and connect with each other. Um, did that kind of work? And uh, do you think that sort of thing is is kind of a natural process that Mac users do anyway? And you just can leave them to it to do, you know, to get involved. I know that you you often uh, get involved with the group, don't you? And you're, you're you're part of a band, and uh, you, you're very much there all the time. I think you're you're very much part of the community. Is that something you've uh, encouraging again this year? Absolutely. So let me explain this a little bit. So the reasons that people tell us that they come to MacWorld are to find new products, to learn new skills, but right up there in the top three, you know, and, and that, that order shifts for many people, but certainly one of the top three reasons is the interaction with other users. I mean, people in this community get a real kick out of seeing what other people are doing, meeting people, you know, whereas we spend a lot of the year kind of virtual doing Skype type things. MacWorld is a time once a year where a lot of people who meet at the show um, have a chance to rekindle personal relationships, professional relationships. And it's a big value of what the show provides. In a world where we live continuously more virtually, there is a a, a unique aspect to -to face-to-face. And so we try to facilitate that um, social networking. We, you know, the meetups that happen serendipitously are certainly a complement to the various things that we do. The birds of a feather, um, you know, the the, kind of, um, the the dinners that are that are serendipitously um, arranged, all this happens. And community is a real important part of Macro. So that that's the first part of your answer is we try to facilitate that, and we do that in interesting ways. I mean, you know, everything from meetups and birds of a feather to um, uh, things like uh, our closing drum circle, which we started last year, which was a huge success, and it was kind of a nice way that people who had spent the week with us um, kind of closed the event in kind of a communal analog activity uh, after talking about digital activities for the week. So we, we facilitate and foster this community, but largely we don't need to do too much there. It's what people come to the show for. So we do a couple of interesting things to stimulate it, and then we get out of the way in other times. And then to answer your other question, so yeah, uh, you know, some of the communal things are some of the fun parties that happen at, at night. And you know, for the most of your listeners out there, you kind of have to tuned in where uh, where the parties are and how to get invited. And yeah, uh, me and a couple other guys from the community, Chris Bing from Mac Magazine, Dave Hamilton from the Mac Observer, Bob Levitas, we uh, have formed a little band. This is actually the 10th year that the little band has been playing yeah. at a party at Macworld. Fun. We play some classic rock and have a chance to show off and just have a good time. People seem to like it. You know, they, they, uh, the more people drink, the better we sound. And so it's just a community is an extremely important part. It's nice that the Apple community is so welcoming. It's not a very exclusive thing. I mean, everybody what everybody else is doing. So for your listeners who are like, well, you know, how do you get into those kind of inner circles? It's not about inner circles. It's really just, you know, meeting people, shaking hands, asking what's going on, you know, encouraging people to go to dinner or joining on with the many public dinners that are going on or the evening activities that are going on. You just kind of got to get in there be a little bit social and you'll be welcomed with open arms. Excellent. Yep. You've Excellent. got now the, uh, you've got the Mac blast party. That's going to be Thursday night and you're going to have little feet, which is, you know, just, just um, amazing. I can't wait to hear Dixie chicken. And then on Friday night you have, there's the Cirque de Mac party with the, the Mac all-stars band that you were, you were talking about earlier, 
Which now, it, it, anyone who is going to MacWorld, if this is your first time going to MacWorld, you know it's best to try to get to both the Mac Blast and the Cirque to Mac parties. But if you know if you can own, make sure you go to at least one or the other. If this is going to be your your only MacWorld expo, because it is it is just amazing. So you know, and and of course there are other. Uh, parties and get-togethers that will be happening not only at night but also during the day. They'll, you know, sometimes there'll be these these spontaneous kind of uh, celebrations that just happen. So if you keep an eye on what's going on in the show floor, you can you can find some of these things, and all of them you'll find that uh, that the people that are organizing them, the people that are attending them. They welcome newcomers with open arms. There's, there's no, you know, oh, you've only been using the Mac for a year, so we don't want you here. You know, there's no, there's no uh, ex- exclusivity that's uh, that that you'll find at the MacWorld Expo. You know, everybody's welcome with open arms. Right. So let me just kind of qualify that the MacWorld ticketed event. You can get a ticket when you register, and you know that's open to the first, you know, about eight nine hundred people who buy tickets, and so tickets are going pretty well for that. Expected to sell out again, so that's going to be a lot of fun. And again, that is the Thursday night, the opening night of the event. And then the Cirque du Mac party right. is actually a private by the Mac Observer folks and the Backbeat Media folks. But tickets are around, and um, you know, it, you, you check in with them. You, you know, you get to the show, you find the folks from uh, from Mac Observer, uh, and you know, it, uh, tickets can be had for that. It's 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 a packed party. I mean, it's definitely all, always overflowing. But that uh, ticket that can be yeah. had if you're and make some friends and uh, and network a little. Yep, and it's while it, while it's because I remember the um the the first year I went, you guys actually had cheap trick at uh, at I don't remember where the venue was, and I was just blown away, and it set me up for the entire rest of the expo. I was just so excited for what was going to happen the next day and the day after that, and that uh, you know you you it it kind of takes off the <laughs> the weariness that you feel after walking around all day to know that that evening you're going to see uh, a big name band, or you're going to get together with your friends, or you're going to hear the Mac all-stars play some great rock and roll. And it's, it's really, really just, you know, the, the, going to the Mac world expo is an experience that, you know, every Mac user, if they can, you know, I realize that, that these things can be expensive, uh, but if you can, you should go to the MacWorld Expo at least once because it is just so much fun. And I know I and sound the, like, you know, oh, such well, an excited fanboy. Oh. Well, well, actually, following up on that, Guy, and, and this is a question, obviously, to Paul, is do you think that those evening events, actually, the uh, uh, enthusiasm actually uh, flows over onto the MacWorld uh, floor the following days after they've happened, you know, you, you might have had a really good first day and then you've got an evening event, which kind of makes it even better. And does that then just flow over to the excitement, which uh, you see on the, um, uh, the MacWorld floor uh, the following days? Yeah. So people really describe the, the, um, the experience of going to MacWorld as kind of flows of your energy over three days because there's so much to do. And so, you know, these evening events, while exhausting at the end of a long day, they're also re-energizing. And so, you know, it's all part of the experience. I mean, if you want to do Macworld, that's what Macworld is about. 
And um, yep. Yep. what's what, what's going to excite you most about this year's show? Have you got something which uh, you can tell us about, which you're really excited is happening, or are you just generally excited about the whole thing as usual? Because you're you're always extremely enthusiastic. Well, you know, we've got a great show coming up this year, and I, if I were to pick some highlights, there's a lot to be excited about. If I were to pick some highlights, I'm really excited about the app area. We call it Appalooza. It's on the show floor. It's where iOS and OS 10 developers come. It's always so cool because it's the little companies that are doing the really innovative things that are just coming to market. It's kind of where you can see things first. You can talk to the developers. So software is a huge message of what's going on in terms of the vibrancy of the marketplace. And so the Appalooza area of the show floor is really cool. I'm really excited that we have Fred Armisen from Saturday Night Live is going to be speaking with us. Chris Breen is going to do an interview with Fred. Fred is uh, you know, an incredibly talented artist. He's an actor. He's a musician. Uh, he's a writer. And Apple Tools have been a part of his story from the beginning. Chris Breen will be doing an interview with Fred. That's on Friday morning. Um, like I said, all the iPhone, we call it iPhoneography, iPhone photography stuff. That's really, really, really exciting because it's really kind of where the state of the industry is, is uh, the, the art is going. Such a creative outlet for so many people. So I'm excited about that. I, you know, I love that we have little feet. How can you not be excited about having little feet at Macworld? Um, and then I like how we close the event. I mentioned this drum circle before. After a week of bits and bytes and, and you know, really kind of technical minutiae for many people, this thing that we started last year where you get about seven, 800 people banging drums together. And, and when I say this, let me just say, a lot of people thought when we first announced that it was kind of a hippies in the park type of thing. It, it, it's not exactly <laughs> deep emotional thing. It's conducted. It's organized. Uh, it, it's organized chaos is what it is. And it just kind of leaves you on a high. It's very tribal. It's very communal, and it's kind of a nice way to wrap things up on Saturday. So I'm looking forward to seeing all my friends. I'm looking forward to playing in the band. I'm looking forward to the new technology that's being rolled out. I'm looking forward to all the social opportunities that are there. And, uh, you know, there's just so much to learn. It's been an incredibly busy year in the Apple world. I mean, a new release of iOS and a new release of OS X. I think this might be the first time that we've had both of those in the same year. Uh, And we've got classes on both these things that kind of take people into those kind of like Seldom used, but really, really valuable and useful um, um, parts of the OS that you can use. So that would be really cool. So I guess as I keep talking, I'm gushing about everything. It's just going to be a really fun show. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> and it almost and it almost always is. I, I love going to the Macworld Expo. Like I said, this is going to be my seventh year in a row. Uh, I went to two of the New York ones long, long time ago. Uh, but... F- you know, I make the trip all the way from you know, the Washington D.C. area out to San Francisco, and I hate to fly, but the MacWorld Expo is one thing that will get me onto a plane. You know, in this enclosed metal tube at thirty-six thousand feet for five or six hours, I will suffer through that to go to the MacWorld Expo. Uh, so, Paul, we want to fact, thank you for coming. In fact, on. In fact oh, can I sorry. just jump in? Can I, can I just jump in? I was just going to actually ask Paul. I, do you know uh, the, the sort of percentages and numbers of people that, from outside California that uh, come to the show, Paul? Do you do you, you know? Do you register that sort of information just for your your own um, kind of guidance, and uh, so you can actually analyze that sort of information and, and how many people come from outside the U.S. as well? Yeah, absolutely. About twenty percent of our total audience comes from outside of California. Wow. Wow, that's 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 pretty impressive. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, Good I, stuff. I know. Um, I was talking to quite a few people that were from like the South Pacific, Australia, New Zealand, 
And, you know, it, that whole area when, uh, when I was at Macworld last year, because, uh, Tim and I were, were doing like men on the street interviews. And, you know, some of the people we talked to were from very, very far away and to get to California from the South Pacific. I mean, that's, that's, that's quite a haul. So, you know, that they were dedicated and they were really excited about being at the Macworld Expo. I, I agree. Yeah, we have people from all over the world. In fact, we have, um, a class of grade schoolers being brought by their teacher from Australia out to Macworld this year. The teacher is actually teaching an introduction to iOS programming, and he's bringing his whole class out. With him. It's one of our most popular classes. There's several hundred people that are already registered for it. So, yeah, we do get interesting participation, both attendees and faculty from around the world. Yep. All right, Paul. Well, we're, I know that you're a busy guy. We're going to let you go, and we appreciate you coming on to talk about the Macworld iWorld uh, Ultimate Fan Event in California. That's going to be on uh, January 29th to February 3rd. Is that right? January 31st to February 2nd. Oh, right. Okay. Well, other than that I didn't have the dates right, I was absolutely correct. Yeah, so it's it's <laughs> the end of January to early February, uh, three days in a row, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And if you can make it, you should go because it really, really is a lot of fun. Thanks for coming on, Paul. Thanks very much. Good talk. Good one. And everybody, please stand by to stand by. And uh, we'll be back with the third segment of the show in just a little bit. Uh, la la, <clears throat> la 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 la. Hey, 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 Kevin, what are you doing? Oh, uh, I'm just warming up for our big uh, music number. M- music number? Yeah. We we don't we don't do music numbers on our podcast. The uh, Mac Specialist Podcast is a tech podcast. We talk about Apple computers and solutions to people's technology problems using Apple computers. And occasionally we talk about Google solutions. And we talk about you know using iOS and how to manage iOS devices and how to think IT if you're a small business owner. But we definitely don't do musical numbers. No music? Oh, man. Well, you're not going to cut the dance routine, are you? No, no. You, we, we're definitely going to do the dance routine. Their superpower is raving lunacy. The G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. back to pastry today the show where we talk about all kinds of pastries apple and cinnamon and blueberries and 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 right now gas as a matter of fact is eating a pastry how is that pastry gas you didn't tell me you were going to start (laughs) it's it's lovely actually and and the listeners will have to excuse me while i munch away I wish I, I don't have a pastry. I wish I had a pastry. Um, it was okay. you know, it was great to have Paul on, and um, Skype was was not being kind to us as far as you know. I'm hoping that when I listen back to it, that you know, nearly everything he was he was trying to say is is going to come out because it was kind of fading in and out as I was listening to it. But you don't want to interrupt 
you know, while while he's pontificating on on no. know, what's what's going on. So I figured, okay, well, you, you don't. Know, I'll fix it in post if I can. <laughs> did you see what I did there? Yes, yes, I saw what you did there. <laughs> okay, well, I'm nodding my head. Oh, hit it. It's time for Gaz's tip. <laughs> Did you hear what I was saying? What the song yeah, was yeah. Is it, what, what is that you were saying in the background? Kind of hard to tell. Yeah, it made it even harder by you actually talking over it. Oh, or was that the point? That was the point. <laughs> well, well done. Congratulations. It worked. Well, if they were New talking Mal- about if they were talking about what it is, I'm actually that you know that's actually in the theme song. I'm mostly just saying mostly clean. Will you let me finish? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> New email notifications. Did you know, Guy, that mail in Mountain Lion gives you lots of control over which of the mailboxes or smart mailboxes triggers new message alerts in the notification center? All you have to do is, when you're in mail, go to the new mail notifications drop-down, and you find that by uh, going to mail, preferences, general, and there you can choose your inbox only, or VIPs, contacts, all mail, all mailboxes, or if you've created your own smart mailboxes, any one of those. So that may reduce the amount of notifications you're getting in Notification Center. Yeah, Notification Center, great idea, but a lot of times it just annoys the hell out of me because it's like constantly in your face sometimes. But well, anyway. That, that's, that's one, of the, one of the ways that you can uh, control it a little bit more. So that's yeah. my, that's Gaz's tip. Hit it. That's the end of Gaz's tips. That's the end of Gaz's tips. That's the end of Gaz's tips. Is that the uh, the end of the tip? Will you let me finish? Gaz's tips. (laughs) I love it. I love it. (laughs) Now, I thought we've just been speaking about Macwell. You could have given what we're going to talk about next. You could have told Paul all about this. I'm sure he would have been interested. Oh, yeah. I'm sure Paul is going to love my day-to-day minutia of what I'm going to be doing because you know, he has absolutely nothing to do during Macworld. I mean, he just he basically just sits around and basks in the glory of all the hard work. I personally think it, what, what we're going to go through next, I personally think you ought to send in this itinerary because he'll be on the watch out for you, Guy. Yeah, yeah. Cause, uh, Mainly so he can keep away from you, I think. But, <laughs> yeah, that's what I would do too. <laughs> Except, you know, I can't get away from myself. I, I look in the mirror when I have to shave and it's like, oh, God, you again. You know, but yeah, it's, it's what I do. Um, now, we'll, uh, obviously, as Macworld gets closer and closer, we'll, we'll talk more and more about what's going on. Uh, but here is my, my tentative schedule for, for Macworld. Now, I'm going to arrive on Tuesday morning. Which is going to give me enough time to, you know, check into the hotel because I get there, I think, at 11, 11.30 in the morning. And after I check into the hotel, I'm, I swear to God, I'm going over to In-N-Out Burger and I'm going to get that In-N-Out Burger monkey off my back. And then that They get- use monkey? Yeah. Oh, that's oh, not very nice. Well, you throw some <sighs> cheese and some seasoning and it's fine. Uh, then there'll be general tomfoolery <laughs> for the rest of the day. Now, Wednesday morning... 
Uh, I'm going to go over to Moscone West, and I'll probably... Uh, now, I think Elisa shows up later. I'm not sure if Vicky or Julie uh, is going to be able to meet me in the morning over at Moscone West for me to, you know, to get the press passes. And then we have the, uh, the MyMac meetup at 1 p.m. Yay. And uh, we'll meet at Moscone West, probably at the, the, um, the, the far entrance. And you can't miss me. I'm the big, tall, balding guy that looks like he needs a drink. So, <laughs> so if you show up over at Moscone West, look for me. And uh, we'll go on over to the Chieftain which is a restaurant that I've never been to, but everybody raves about. So we'll go to the Chieftain, and um, chances are either myself or somebody will buy you a drink while we're there, and we'll probably record a podcast while we're there too. Now, there's there's this place that we always go to. It's kind of the unofficial MyMac morning restaurant. It's Mel's Diner, which is not that far away from uh, the Moscone Center. So we'll on Thursday morning, we'll meet at Mel's Diner for breakfast, and then we'll go for the opening of the expo and we'll do a podcast that day to get everyone's first impressions. And uh, we'll be checking out the show floor for neat stuff and we'll do some interviews. Now that night, this is Thursday night, as Paul was saying. Oh, goodness gracious. We have the official burp. We have the official Mac Blast party. <laughs> the official burp. The official burp. The official Mac burp party. Mac Blast party with, uh, with Little Feet. And I have to get a ticket for that because I love Little Feet. Now, Friday, Gaz, Friday is going to be bat crap crazy. It really, really is. <laughs> because besides the expo and probably another podcast, there's not one, but two different parties to go to that evening. And first is the Nocilla Castaways party, which is going to be at, Jill at Jillian's. And that's going to be hosted by Allison and Steve Sheridan of the Nocilla Cast, or Nocilla Cast podcast. And the always crazy castaways. Well, uh, before you before you move on, I, I don't know what yeah. you mentioned here, but actually, you don't think you can just turn up at the Nozilla no. Castaways party. No, um, you not. have to get an invite, and you you basically you have to go over and listen to Alison's show to find out how you do that. So, if you're a regular listener, then you'll know all about it. And if you're not, then well, <laughs> you should be. <laughs> well, if 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 you're going to be at MacWorld and you listen to this show. Go on over to uh, the webpage. What is that? Uh, Podfeet.com? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Go to Podfeet.com. Sign up for the party. And uh, it's really not hard to figure out what the secret password is so that you can be joining on the fun. And uh, get an invitation to uh, to go to the Nocilla Castaways party. That is always I, I think always I fun. think, you know, tickets are fairly restrictive. And Allison often gets... Um, uh, um, you know, a lot of people filled up fairly quickly. So, yeah. uh, so go, might, I don't know whether it might be too late now, but give it a go. Give it a go. Yeah. Yeah. And it's anyway, always fun. You also, then you're, you're going on to what's his backbeat media. Yeah. The backbeat media Cirque du Mac party. And this is the 10th year in a row. They've been doing this with the Mac all-star band performing. And, you know, like Paul was saying, Paul plays guitar. Uh, you've got Dave Hamilton. He'll be playing drums from backbeat media. The, the Mac geek gab, uh, they're saying that, um, Andy Anatko may take the microphone and you know what he'll do with it is, is anyone's guess, but he'll, he'll take the microphone. And, um, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that, that the, the Cirque de Mac party X has some sponsors and I'm going to say them real, real quick here. Uh, the sponsors for the Cirque de Mac party is project wizard movie tracker, 
Lantronics, Squarespace, Smile Software, and Garmin. So if you go to Macworld, find, buy, or steal tickets to this show because it is, it is <laughs> always amazing. Now, Saturday, I'm guessing... Oh, in on. fact, thinking about it, actually, before we go back, I'm just going to jump back to um, Allison's uh, Castaways party. Yeah. Weren't, you, weren't you a doorman last year? Yeah, yeah. But, uh, me so if anybody wants to get in, they've Paul. got to get... Yeah, they've got to get past you if they. <laughs> yeah, have you met Paul? Yeah, yeah. He's he's, yeah. A, Mr. he's Shad- a big guy. Mr. Um, Shad- Mr. Shadwell, yes. Yeah, yes, yeah. Yes, Paul yes. Shadwell. He's he's a big guy he's an, too. And both yeah, he, he's a nice he and, guy. and there was another guy, and I I'm so sorry. I hope he doesn't hear this because I can't remember his name. But they were both in like suits and had dark sunglasses on, which just added to the whole mystique of it. And there I was in like jeans and a t-shirt, like, hey, what's going on, man? You know, and they're and they're both like you it, know, that wasn't Barry, was it? Barry Falk. Yes, 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 Barry Falk. Yep. Thank you. I'm yep. oh, that was a good pull. That was a good pull. <laughs> uh so Saturday, uh I I won't be hungover because I actually don't really I don't drink alcohol that often. Uh but it will be a busy, busy day. Uh besides the podcast, and unfortunately I'm not gonna be there until closing because I have a uh, a flight. Early, relatively early in the evening. I'll probably be there till about three, three p.m. I've got a short flight to L.A. and then I've got a longer flight back to uh, Cleveland. And you know, don't even ask me why I'm flying out of Cleveland because that's a whole thing. But uh, it's you know, th- but that's basically my schedule. So it's like every day, every night, something going on. And you know, some Mac worlds have been easier than others. I remember it was, I think it was like two years ago. Uh, Tim and I had gone back to the hotel and we were, I was supposed to get together with him to record a podcast and I passed out in my room and he knocked on the door and rang my phone. And did, and I, I was, no, I was not getting back up. I was so tired, but yeah, so that's basically, um, the, the, the Mac world expo for, for, for me. And of course we're going to have, uh, Vicky Stokes, Elisa Pacelli, Julie cool. Uh, Owen Rubin says he's going to show up. Um, and who knows, there'll be a, a, a constantly changing cast of characters that will show up and it's just going to be a lot of fun. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm already psyched. I'm already like, come on, January, you know, get on with it. I, I just, I want to get on the plane and I don't say that very often. I want to get on the plane <laughs> and go to California for Macworld. I'm really, really excited Brilliant. about it. <sighs> so have you got a, uh, an app pick this week, guys? Uh, I do, yes. Um, this now, this may not at first seem to be a very me type of app because I'm a rugby man. I enjoy my rugby, but this is actually a football app or soccer, not obviously American football. <laughs> it's soccer. Oh, I just so found out it's, it's, Ra- Ravens won. Ravens won their play. Yay! Congratulations to the Baltimore Ravens yay! for beating those yeah. Indianapolis Colts. There. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. So, did I cheer in the right places? Yeah, close enough. Close enough. <laughs> Good. Yeah, so th- th- this is called score, and it has an exclamation mark at the end. It's hey, score, score from first touch. Score! It's from score from first touch. Um, have you got what it takes to score the match-winning goal? Recreate your favorite goals from the past four decades in this unique football-based, that's soccer, uh, based football game. Football fan, soccer fan, or not, this app will keep you entertained for hours. Now, I must admit, when I when I first got this, it's free, um, and there are in-app purchases, which so I thought, oh, here we go, here we go. But actually, it's, uh, I quite enjoyed using this app. Now, 
football fans will love it because as it says it recreates some of the best goals and you have to recreate them by passing to the right player at the right pace uh, and then obviously score the goal um, using obviously your finger to direct the ball in the right uh, the right directory to direct I can't say that Direction? word now. anyway but yeah, Regular, yeah regularly uh, there I almost yeah. got it <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it, it's it's just I've just enjoyed playing it, and the amount of levels that are available free of charge are well, there's more than enough to keep you entertained. And if you do want to buy the extra packs, which basically give you more of the goals from you know the best soccer goals from the past few decades or certain areas, then um, or certain tournaments, I should say, then you can buy those. But there's the, there's enough to keep you occupied. Uh, and you get you get points or like stars for how well you actually sent the ball to the next player, how well you finished the the goal off, and you also get an ace if you you know absolutely slam it. It comes up with you ace this goal. So it's a good app. It's free. Give it a go. And if you're a football fan, soccer, uh, you'll love it. And if you're not, just give it a go because you might just enjoy playing it. And it, it then replays um, the process that you've just gone through. It's a good little game. I've enjoyed it. Okay, uh, I, I actually have a bone to pick with you. Go on about an app, an app that you picked uh, a couple weeks ago, Zombie Tsunami. <laughs> I can't stop playing that stupid game. <laughs> now I haven't bought any of the the extra stuff, and I've gotten no. I've I've gotten the first two trophies, but right. it seems like you know all the games because I've got like a ton of games on my iPhone, but it, all the games that I used to play are now kind of like gathering dust and cobwebs because every time I have a free moment, it's like, oh, I think I'll play some zombie tsunami. So I, I, just, I just love that game. Ah, but that's not my app pick this week. My app pick is actually quite serious. Yes. Yeah, it's right. a serious app pick. My app pick for this week is 1Password version 4 for iOS by Agile Bits. It's... $7.99. It is a universal app for both the iPhone and iPad. Now, there's, there's actually a, a couple of things that, you know, they've made some really, really good changes to this app. For one thing, the previous versions of the app, you had to buy the iPhone version, and then you also had to buy the iPad version. And, you know, it, it just seemed like, oh, okay, so you're soaking me here and you're soaking me there. You know, and not that it's great, not great software, because it is. Uh, but this one is now a universal app, so you, you pay the, the one price, and it goes on your iPhone, it goes on your iPad, probably, you know, on your, your iPod Touch, you know, whatever iOS devices you have. And I have looked at a lot of different password managers for iOS, and I keep comparing them to 1Password, and they all come up short as far as, you know, in comparison to 1Password. If you go online with your phone or your various iOS devices, 1Password is an app that you need to have on your, on your device. And all the stuff that you want to do online, you can throw in there. They even have their own browser. I mean, it's, a, it's just a great app. I have it on my Mac. Yeah, that, I must admit, I, I, I have paid for the upgrade. Um, I, I held off. It was actually on sale 
before the end of the year uh, at a reduced price. But even even not on the reduced price, it, it's still a great yeah. app for your iPhone. And the a lot of people actually are now saying that you know big users of um, uh, One Password are now saying that the the uh, browser actually is becoming quite a uh, a good browser to use because obviously then you've got access to all your passwords when you're when you're using it. But actually, it's quite a fully functional browser, so yep. you don't have to worry about going to use the Safari uh, browser that you get with your iPhone. And a lot of people stay in there. And if you know certainly that you're going to be going to a few sites where you're going to need your passwords, then just use the browser that comes with the, with the application. So yep. uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good. Good pick. Yeah, oh, I love that app. Uh, we do have a people's pick this week. Why don't you uh, tell us what that is? Yeah, this is from Paul Bartlett's or Ball Partlets. Um, <laughs> his pick of his pick of the week is what's so thin yet fat at the same time? <laughs> My twenty-seven inch iMac, which is on its way now. So he's picked something which he hasn't got yet. So that's how how much he's looking forward to getting this this particular device. I'm sure Paul's actually been in and seen these uh, in the store. So this week is rather an expensive people's pick. But um, <laughs> yeah. Paul, Paul, if you're listening, uh, we'd like you to send in an audio clip or perhaps after a few weeks' usage, maybe we could get you on the show possibly somehow and uh, yeah. you could tell us all about it. Yeah, probably though after after MacWorld because the next couple of weeks are well, going to be well. Did say a few crazy. weeks, so you know once yeah. he's had, once he's got it and he's been playing with it for a, a yeah at least a month. Then uh, let's see if he can come on the show and, and tell us all about I it. What, what he likes one. about it. Yeah, if, absolutely. Uh, if anyone that that's listening would like to come on to the show and, and do a segment with us, kind of like what we did with uh, with Paul. You know, we would love to have you, and probably the best place to let us know about that is going to be over on Google Plus, and we'll talk about our, our you know, contact information with, Google, with not only Google, but Facebook and all the rest of them in just a little bit. Um, I have not yet seen the 27-inch, uh, the new 27-inch iMac. I have seen the 21.5-inch one, and, you know, you kind of look at it at an angle from front to back, and it's like, how is that even a computer? <laughs> and then you you kind of look at it from the side and you can see the you know the the bulge there in the middle but it really really is kind of amazing that Apple's able to you know cram so much technology into such a small space though of course the obvious question to me is why <laughs> you know i mean there's there's so many things that people want to do and and one of the big problems with the new generation of iMacs is you like you can't even upgrade your ram so whatever RAM it is that you get with the machine is the RAM that you're going to have. And and I don't know if, if I'm real pleased about that. Well, it, it's just the way that they've been going. I, it, we, yeah. We've seen this for, for some number of years now. So, um, yeah, I, let's see how what Paul thinks about that when he's had yeah. it for a month. And we can, yeah, we can perhaps discuss that with Paul. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> We won't mention a, a certain social media site whose likes have now gone down to 132. Um, <laughs> there are no. Yeah, there are yeah no let's get cur- let's get those let's get those likes down to zero, folks. Come on, <laughs> come on. There's no current uh, iTunes reviews that that I'm aware of. Uh, there's all kinds of stuff going on. The the real big activity seems to be over on Google Plus 
which is constantly surprising the hell out of me. Uh, if you if you have a Gmail account, please go over to the Google Plus page and uh, well, I guess it's not a like. Just apply apply for a membership to the My Mac Podcast page. We're an exclusive bunch of people, and we will decide at a future time whether or not we will allow you to enter our divine portal. Get on or, with it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Sorry. <laughs> Guess how can people get a hold of you? And you know what? Right. If if you decide to to come on Google Plus and and sign up, we'll let you in. We don't care. <laughs> you can contact me at gaz at mymac. I keep doing that. You can contact me via gaz at mymac or on the Twitters, twitter dot com forward slash gazmaz. G A Z M A Z. Z. And you can contact you- me at guy. At mymac.com. That's G U Z. No, actually, it's just G U Y at mymac.com. And, or on the Twitters at twitter.com forward slash MacParrot. Oh, that's sad. That parrot, sad. that parrot is getting sicker and sicker. <laughs> you so can also tired. contact both of us on the Twitters via twitter.com forward slash guy and gaz, G U Y A N D G A Z. Z. And you can. You, yeah. Oh, go on then. You go for it. I was going to say, uh, if you go to mymac.com or mymacpodcast.com, there are feedback forms you can fill out there. But you can also send Fearless Leader Tim an email and say, Tim, why the hell aren't you going to Macworld at feedback at mymac.com. And I think there's actually one other very, very dusty way that people can contact us. Um. Y- yeah. <laughs> Blow the God! There's some numbers I can I can feel numbers coming. <laughs> Did you see him? It's Braille. Make I think it's Braille. <laughs> Seven zero three <laughs> oh, four. Man. God, it's dusty. Three six nine five zero one. Yeah, seven zero three four three six nine five zero one. I kind of remember that number now. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's our Skype number. And you can call us and, and leave a message or or not. And apparently for the last God knows how many weeks, it's been not. No, that's <laughs> fine. That's yeah. fine by us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. However it is you want to get a hold of us, you know, find it, send it to us, and we'll talk about it on the show. So I, I think that's going to be it for this week, Gaz. Thank you all yep. so very, very much for downloading the show. We really, really do appreciate it. And, you know, this is the we do this show for you guys. Well, of course, we also do it because we you know, laugh a lot. <laughs> at, at each other. We laugh at, at each, each other, other a lot. Though. Yeah, yeah. And and you know okay. what, Gaz? Go on. I think that this is the best show <laughs> that we've ever done and that we're good enough, smart enough, and doggone it, people like us. Dieter is Indo from the show. Thanks for downloading this podcast. You can also find other great podcasts on the Stoplight Network like the Tech Fan Podcast, Three Geeky Ladies, Not Another Mac Podcast, The Mac Specialist Podcast, Geekiest Show Ever, The TeacherCast Podcast, The Apple Junkies Podcast, and the all-new App Minute Podcast. Right, do you want to do the start or do you want uh, me to? No, you can do it. Okay, do you want me to go all the way through? Yeah. Okay. Ready? Yep. 
My Mac podcast 430. Wait, wait, hold it, hold it. Hold it. You, it, it. It fizzled as you were saying it. Skype fizzled. Go ahead. Try again. My Mac podcast 437. How's it going, Paul? Damn it. It did it again. Just as you were saying, how's it? It, was, it went like zzz. You do it then. <sighs> okay. Sorry. Sorry, it's not your fault. I know, but it just, it's just... If we keep going backwards, we're not going to get this section done. Yeah, I know, and we're, it's getting late. A custom limerick just for Devin. There once was a man named Wynn who had just one reason to sin. He would utterly spaz if he couldn't hear Guy and Gaz and would chuck his iPhone in the bin. <laughs>